Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. Hey, everyone. Before we get started with the show, I'm excited to announce two things. First is that my book, Marketing Automation Unleashed, is now live on Amazon. So go get it. The second thing is we have a new sponsor, Qualified.com. I'm going to tell you about them in the next couple seconds here and also how you can get a free copy of my book thanks to them. So who are these people? Well, Qualified is the number one live chat and chatbot platform for Salesforce and Pardot. Sales reps can have real-time personalized conversations with who? Your hottest website visitors. So I want you to know, I don't just partner with anyone. I genuinely love these guys and the platform, we use it at my company. Our sales team loves it. We've closed a lot of deals based on it. Um, had a lot of great conversations with prospects too. So, you know, a lot of marketing these days is what? Hurry up and wait, right? Fill out this form. And then if we pass you over to sales, maybe you'll swap six emails with them to find a good time to talk. But what if a prospect is doing research right now and they would chat now? Why not give them the opportunity? So the best part is your company actually decides what leads are worth a live chat. There's a lot of noise out there. You don't want to talk to everyone. So Qualified actually connects to Salesforce and Pardot, and it's able to pull in lead and contact information. So you can specifically know if you're talking to a VIP, a VP, a decision maker. It's really kind of like magic. Now, if you don't know who someone is, well, what happens then, Casey? Well, that's when the bots come in handy. Chatbots can then ask you know, questions to further qualify a lead. Find out if maybe this is someone you do want to talk to. And they can book meetings while your sales team is out. And they can wake up the next morning with a bunch of meetings on their calendar. Now, here's the promo. If you are a company that wants to give your sales team this ability, right, to be able to talk to decision makers right when they're on your website, do this. Go to qualify.com and start a chat, right? They use their own tool, of course. Start a chat. Tell them that Casey sent you. If you have Salesforce Pardot, when you schedule and then do a demo, they will send you a free copy of my book, Marketing Automation Unleashed. Not bad, right? Well, it's only while supplies last. So hop on this thing today. And that's it for sponsors. Let's get to the show. And there it is. It's recording. So excited. Oh, I get to do this. What a cool job, people. All right, we're coming at you live from Studio B in my coronavirus bunker here in the basement of my home office. And uh, I'm excited to introduce our guest today because he's got this cool, man, he's got this cool combination of experiences where he was on the sales side, crushing it, taking names, closing deals, decides to come to the dark side, or is it the light side? I don't know. Came to the other side, right? And now, now it's like, oh, marketing is the bomb. And dot, dot, dot. He's actually doing both now. So to be able to talk to someone who's embodying the sales and marketing connection inside of him, we're going to be able to extract some cool details. So my guest, he is, he's also got a passion for team building, uh, marketing, content marketing. He's the business development manager at WM Environmental. Lance French, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Casey. I appreciate you being here. So actually we got bought out. So it's not only WM Environmental, it's Braun Intertech. Hey, shout out to the Braun folks. Yeah, so we're a division of Braun Intertech. So. Got it. All right. 
Well, a big shout out to them. And, you know, thanks for coming on here. And, and I'm excited. We're going to chat sales. We're going to chat marketing. It's our marketing and sales leadership series. So I want to start the show off the way we start every show. I'm going to pass you this. This is Thor's hammer. It's imaginary because the real one's back in my office. And, uh, and so here, take this hammer and uh, take Thor's hammer and smash for me some kind of myth bogus strategy misconception that just drives you crazy just set the record straight sure um well i don't know if it's m as much of a myth but it's something that we kind of embraced uh, a couple years ago when we kind of kind of maneuvered around our uh our marketing philosophy is that you know tasks don't necessarily provide results so a lot of times a lot of times people will uh Think they're busy doing a lot of things but they're not really getting any results so that's the one thing that uh, we were kind of noticing that you know it's like when we have our weekly sales calls or whatever they're like oh I've, I've done this i've done this i've done this and but when we go to this when we go to the results section they're like oh i haven't heard yet i'm waiting on a call so um yeah i think that's the one thing is that yeah. hey just because you think you're busy doesn't mean you're going to get results so yeah that's but, a good point right because i think there's a lot of busy work and I've definitely seen that on the marketing side where one time I had a CMO no 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 actually CEO and he was like how many emails did you send this month Casey and I was just like a wee young marketing lad and I actually knew the answer was about a million right. he's like oh okay well next month let's send a million and a half you know as if a million and a half more emails and where are you going to come up with that half million like it's that easy to right so imagine that like just send you know this wasn't like uh, like we weren't selling shoes or anything. This was like IT software. A million, uh, half a million more emails to the same people is just gonna right. annoy the hell out of them. Right, and and you know that's the thing. Sending emails is is a good thing, and yeah. going yeah, meetings yeah. is is a good thing. But if if that's not producing results, and you need to change your change your direction, and so what we did is we changed the way we qualified um, okay. our people. So in that way. You know, it was making sure that we're sending the emails to the right people or to uh, going to the meetings with the right one. Otherwise, you're just going to a meeting, taking people to lunch and, right. you know, expensing it. And you're at that point, you're, you could be a liability instead of an asset. So just how did what did you change? You changed the qualification process. Well, that goes back to uh, we got more back in technology. We yeah. made sure that uh, we we did some uh, more long tail marketing and, and um, we really invested in our website and made yeah. it easy for our customer to find us. We made it, we did some SEO, SEM uh, stuff, search engine optimization and search engine management yeah. to make sure that when people search for whatever they're looking for, that we were at the top because you, I'm sure you know, is that, you know, if people are searching for something, they're, if you're not showing up on page one, in fact, if you're not showing up on the top three on page one, right. you're not getting clicked because they won't go to page two. So we, no, nobody does. Yeah. yeah. So we did a lot of that. And so then we made sure that, uh, you know, we were looking at where we were spending a lot of our time, sure. you know, like, okay, you know, we're going to business lunches with banks and, and we looked at it overall over the year and, that really wasn't giving us the results that we wanted. So we just kind of totally changed that. We made it easier for people to find us. And then once they did, we changed our operations so that we wouldn't lose them because I was convinced the way it was working was that they were coming to us. If they, even if they found us and clicked us when, when they were calling our number, 
we lost them because we didn't know where they were going, right? They, oh, right. they might have gone to, you know, our office manager who might have sent them to, you know, a voicemail and it you can't track that. So right. we kind of changed that. So yeah, that tracking can be a doozy. You know, but I don't go back to your earlier point. You were talking about the activities and you know, from a from a marketing perspective, I've experienced that, but I think you bring up a great point around the sales side and doesn't this kind of throw a wrench in the whole sales management process? The idea of, well, just go ahead and make more calls. You know, dial, dial more, dial for dollars. Yeah. The more phones you hit, you know, no one wants to hear you, but maybe there's that one percent, and then you just do it a thousand times, you get a hundred of the one percent. You know, like, is that are we saying that we're throwing that out too? Well, I mean, to a to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, we are. Right now, we have the philosophy: if you're cold calling, you're not you're doing something wrong. Okay. And so, because it's cold calling is, you know, that might have worked in the '80s. You know, the whole you know, Glen Gary, Glen Rock, yeah. you know, hey, you know, coffees for closers, and you know, and that's what you know. Right. My old boss, when I we first started here, he would be like, you know, every time I'd go into the kitchen, he'd go, "Coffees for closers," and and, and so it's it just kind of like, and he would just you know, kind of put pressure on you. Was like, he being serious? No. Yes was, and no, right? Yes, oh, he was kind of, he was, he was yeah, right? half serious. Was, I like that. That's, that's yeah, funny. It was, one of the, it was one of those, I'm not really serious, but hey. <laughs> Did he ever tell someone in the office to put that coffee down? Coffee's for closers. No, no, not real. Because I was oh, the only really the sales yeah. and marketing guy for okay. the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. up until that point, we, uh, W&M, this was before we got bought out, it was, uh, we really didn't have a marketing department okay yeah so this is something that we kind of created because in our industry it's a seller doer which means that the people that are actually doing the work are actually you know charge of selling the stuff well we found out that we work with engineers and geologists and um, scientists and that's not their forte they hate doing it so (laughs) why are we asking them to do it so change it up to where I kind of we call it I take it to the two yard line and then I hand it off and let them punch it in for the touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, there's a reason they went into geology in the first place, right? Like if they wanted to be a marketer or they wanted to be in sales, they maybe would have done that by now. Yeah. Um, and they hate it. Yeah. yeah. They hate it. So, but yeah. So instead of forcing them into doing that, you're, you're doing, you're doing your part on your end to really facilitate so they can keep doing what yeah. they love and you Absolutely. guys handle it. So when, when I hand them a lead or, I mean, it's a, I don't hand them warm leads anymore. Like, oh, you know, I met somebody at, at a convention that, you know, that we went to and I met him. You should, you should call him because he said he might need some work in that area. Mm-hmm. No, I, my job right now is to, you know, kind of build that relationship up a little bit, know exactly what they want and why they want that, why it hasn't worked in the past, maybe who they've used in the past. And then, sure. and then so when I'm talking to, you know, our experts, um, I can say, this should be a slam dunk. So this is what we should do. And, and they're waiting for a proposal. So they, that's great. So they call. I'm, and it's, an, it's a much easier conversation for them, right? Hey, Lance told me that you are in Houston and you have this project and you need this and you need this and you need this. They may ask some t- more technical questions. Okay, great. I'll get you a work order, you know, in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. That's a victory for them. If, if they have to fish and find out what they want, then that's when we kind of so you really are all but closing it down right before you hand this thing off. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's because I'm not, you know, we deal with a lot of science, a lot of, um, 
you know, things that are way above my head. I mean, our, a lot of so, bullshit, that science like, stuff. I've heard about that. I don't know I, if it's I, still I, real or not. I do a lot. When I go into meetings with them, I, I say, <laughs> I go, my job in this meeting is I'm going to smile and nod. And I'm right. Gonna go, that's interesting. And then at the very end, I, that's when I say, hey, so when can we put together a work order? And they, they, that's when they hate me. When I go, when I try to close it, it's like, hey, can we, can we get a work order for you? Or, hey, do you have any other projects? That we, uh, they, they were like, don't be so pushy. Uh, who brought the sales guy to the meeting? <laughs> oh, like, hey, that's not being pushy. It's actually trying to yeah. you know, they'll probably appreciate it because then they don't have to go. So, But, yeah. Well, well, you, you need that. Yeah. Me. You need yeah. that person there in the room. Somebody's got to ask for the business or you may not get it. Everyone's just kind of hanging out. It's like, we're not here to just eat Danishes, people. Yeah, and if we hear, <laughs> one, yeah, if we hear one more time, oh, I sent him an email, I'm waiting to hear back. Uh, it's just like, right. no, you're not. You know, yeah, that, that's not a next step. Waiting to hear back is not a next step. I'm waiting to hear back, and it's like, oh, so, but yeah. But. How, how, so that's interesting. So how, how does that work if you get asked a technical question? You got to then go refer to that person? A lot of times I do. A lot yeah, of times yeah. um, I, I, I can talk at maybe a 201 level, you know, over the years I've, I've learned some, some of the lingo a little bit. And sometimes I even surprise myself. Sometimes I, I don't even know if like, I don't even know if that's right or not, but you know, I just uh, right. you know, ask enough questions, you know, and so they, you know, a lot of times they don't know either. The customer doesn't know either. They're in a position that, Hey, I have to get a, um, you know, the city says I need to do, some vapor mitigation, you know, work. And I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. So they're relying on us. And so sure, I'm yeah. there to make them feel, Oh yeah, we can absolutely take care of that for you. This, and then I build our expert up and, and then it's, like I said, that's when it's, you know, finding out what they want to do and actually finding out who is making the decision. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's a huge thing. And if Tell me about about that. sales, that's like, cause sometimes when we're, when we're talking to the person that is in charge of getting the project or the work order, they're not making the decision. They're doing it for somebody else. Very rarely am I like, Hey, I'm the guy that's going to sign the contract. Right. It's, so we have, so that's kind of, we we're trying to figure out who is going to be the decision maker and what do we need to touch on for them is price an issue. That's, right. you know, which is always an issue, but sometimes. Is price ever not an issue? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Yes. I mean, it's very rarely, that sounds awesome. You know, it's, like it's very day, rarely right? like, Hey, you know, we're going to go with the most expensive bid. That's I'm, I'm convinced. That's no, that's never happened. Right. right? I got $3 billion. Just, just take it all. Please take it. That never <laughs> happened. Right. But sure. sometimes they're, they've been burned before. Yeah. Hey, we went with another company. We went with the cheapest and you know, you can, what's the saying you can get uh, cheap, good, or, um, fast uh, fast yes cheap good or fast and you can pick two which one yeah you want. pick two right yeah pick two so or but, one <laughs> yeah and a lot but of never times, three never three and, no and a lot of times they're um they're focused on if it's about budget sometimes you know that's part of the qualification this yeah. that might not be our our customer either because why would we want to spend a lot of time when we know for a fact we're going to come over what they're looking for so right right qualification side that makes total sense you know, you mentioned that you know cheap good fast i think that fits fast food too it's like a uh, well you know chick-fil-a is pretty good but that's not cheap so it's that's, fast. Yeah. that's <laughs> it's right good. it's good and yeah it's not cheap that's right right but and 
they have uh yeah they have they have it down they they, they figured do. out that operations and somebody said that um if we really want to get this covid response under you know under control put chick-fil-a in charge of it and absolutely figure out, figure out a way to, to, absolutely you get your little vaccine you're like thank you so much you'd be like my pleasure that's right, <laughs> that's right. thank that's right drive through and you ever gone to a like a non-chick-fil-a fast food place after going there like swung by a burger king one time and they're just like uh, like hating life and they're just sending me it, vibes it's uh yeah they they have it down they know they got customer service down yeah. to a, a t and 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 to really i mean not to be too corny but that's kind of how when we created this marketing it was all based on what the customer experience and okay so we we wanted to be make sure that not only if we're the first one that's being searched that that's found yeah but then we want to make sure that we're the first one that responds so yeah. i have um you know, that's when it was really important to me because, and that comes, you know, from my retail background and, you know, how, I, you know, it's like, hey, there's an option, there's, you can go buy a shirt some anywhere. Right. Why am I buying a shirt from you? It's kind of the same philosophy where, you know, it's, you know, for an environmental consulting firm, you know, why, you know, what do you mean customer service? And it's like, no, because, yeah. Nobody ever says, I'm only going to do one bid today. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's three, right? Especially in government, and especially if you have the government telling you something. So, yeah, so we yeah. want to make sure that we respond. And so I, I hear a lot because I have all the calls um, directed to me. Um, so I can track them, keep nice. track of them. And, then, yeah, yeah. and they appreciate, oh, I didn't realize, I didn't think I would get anybody. And so that's, that's a plus. And then when I say, okay, we're going to – have our expert contact you within an hour if it's too if it's too technical that I can't answer, and then I make sure that they knew, hey, guys, if we're having people call us looking and they have a project, it's like coming to a store, and you know that you want to buy, you know, a, a pair of sneakers or whatever. Right. You go in there and you found that your sneakers, it's the size and it's the price, everything, and you look yeah. around, there's nobody to check you out. Well, that doesn't do you any good. No. Right. So we need to hit on all, on all cylinders. So, but yeah, so that's, I make sure we had, that was a culture change, right? I needed to make sure, Hey, when Lance calls, you know, that's a, that's a call that you really need to pick up and not to be like, it's, yeah. you know, but I'm like, all you. If I'm no, calling it's the customer. Yeah. 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 Cause you're, you're the champion for the customer at that point. And, and, you know, you're just sharing some expectations. Like you were, people have expectations from every, all their other experiences. And then they're like, I didn't th think I was even going to get a human. I thought I was just going to leave a voicemail or. Because right now within where we live, you know, in the world that we live in, that's what's happening, right? Yeah. And you call anybody, you're getting a, an automated voice service, which I cannot stand on. Yeah. So um, I just want to talk to a human and maybe I'm maybe cause I'm old and old school. I don't know, but you know, I, if I'm talking to a human, that means I'm, I'm feel at least I feel like I'm on the path to getting my project done. So. Right, right. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they know what you're talking about and they can help you. Uh, but like, there's two things. So one is I didn't think I'd get anyone, and then the fact where they ask you a tough question, you're like, I will have them call you within the hour. Like it is 10:53 right now, literally within an hour. Yeah. Be on the phone, and it, you fulfill your promise. Like that's, that's gold right there. Oh so, yeah. So my goal is to get them talking to, so then the, they have, cause you, you need what it's like five touch points. 
um, to close okay. the sale, right? So is that, the, you tell me. You're, you're yeah, the master here. You need a, you need the a Jedi contact, warrior. You need to touch that that contact five times, not literally touch them, but you know, touch that person five times, whether it be a call, email, what to close that sale. Sometimes it takes longer, sometimes it's shorter, but that's kind of the expectation. So, you know, if we can in the first hour have at least two touch points, then that's then I want to beat I want to beat the other companies because the odds are they're not even going to ha- talk to anybody before. My other one is that they're going to get a work order or proposal um, if it's if it's do if it's plausible. Sometimes it's harder. They're going to get it within four hours. So wow. Let me tell you, the engineers and stuff they hate that when I say that because it puts too much. It puts a lot of pressure on. Yeah, them. it does. But again. But now sometimes I go, look, I want them to either know that they're going to get their proposal in four hours or they're going to have an expectation when it's going to be due. Because sometimes, hey, sometimes a project is really technically, you know, complicated and yeah. it takes longer to do that. I get it. But I want you to tell them you're going you're gonna to have it by X um, at 9 o'clock in the morning or whenever it's going to be. Right. And because they know I'm going to call and say, hey, did we get that out? Because our you follow our up on that, you're yeah, like, hey, what's up? Yeah, because our leadership has really been really supported us a lot because they see the value of that, and so yeah. they know that uh, if if we because lo- we've lost so many because we just never we did the work order and we sent it to them. Yeah. And okay, well, did, okay, well, did we win it? Well, no. I sent them an email or like, okay, well, obviously uh, they went to somebody else. Why? And oh, I so don't know. Frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where you know our company's like, Hey, that lead or that project is mine until it closes. So yeah. they don't get their feelings hurt because I'm going to call them and say, Hey, yeah. did, how's everything going? Did you get everything you needed? Um, and if they say, yeah, we went another direction. Well, that's gold that, you know, our, our guys aren't going to do. They're not going to say, Hey, why did you go with somebody else? Yeah. So, oh, you can ask, automatically ask. Yeah. I want to know. Well, we were double the price. Why? And so that gives me, so I yeah. can go, why were we double? I mean, I can see if we're a couple. A little bit, a little little bit, bit up, a little bit down, but double is pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So and it could just be that place they were talking to is cheap and fast, but it isn't good. <laughs> yeah. So now we're. We got to find out. Yeah. We're fast and expensive. We're, you know, we're, I, I understand we're the Mercedes, but you know, that, you know, we have to know what our customer's looking for. Otherwise, you know, we're going to send, we're, so that to uh, to me, that's a complete waste of time. I just wasted your, everybody's time because we did a proposal that was out of the, out of the ballpark. And, um, you know, I would have rather them not do it because, you know, it takes a lot of time from yeah. their work day to do it, but really sending over only ones that are really qualified. So that, yeah. And before, when, I, when I first started, I was, intimidated right because i would read it and i'd see the price and i would say okay that was that's the price right and then i was like wait a second you know i've seen enough stormwater stuff coming through why is this one so more expensive than this one and what's different about these two so then yeah. it's educating me yeah and i'm just finding out hey we found out you know the best way to not get the project is to overprice it. And I did, you know, we're <laughs> right, right. So I'm just going to throw a couple. That's almost a no brainer. Not saying that right that happened, yeah. not yeah. saying that happened, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. 
Well, it's almost, yeah, I'm, I'm like, man, you need a podcast. You know, you need a stormwater mitigation podcast. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny. Like you learning these different topics is, is, uh, that would, that makes you more informed and you're a better marketer out of it too. I'd like oh, yeah. to hear your approach to webinars. Cause I know I'm, I'm big into them. You're big into them. I know we chatted about them earlier. You know, t- tell us what's your overall approach. And then how did you, how did you land on webinars being such a, like a win for your, your audience? Yeah. And you know what? Webinars have been, has been a huge win for us. So, um, you know, part of, this was when we were mainly email, we were sending out emails, you know, twice a month. We have a, we have a, a newsletter that we sent out and I think we've been consistently sending out a, a webinar. I mean, a newsletter uh, for, I think it's like 12 years consistently every month, never have missed one. Just, you know, just to kind of give everybody, well, the thing about producing leads and, and making sure that, um, you're getting the uh, your content to the right person is to build your database, right? So I was having trouble building that database because the way, you know, the content email stuff works is that if they don't read your emails, they get kicked off. So we had a, you know, 7,000 list of, on our database, which is sure. really, which is pretty good. But guess how many actual emails I was sending because they, it was like 1,700. So I was like, I've got oh, to figure wow. out. Right, because I mean, yeah. over the years, you know, emails change. If they, yeah. if they you know, there's rules now that if uh, if, it, if, it, if you send somebody uh, something for six months, then they they go inactive. They're still on your database, but you're you can't just right. Keep They're not really up. real kind of thing. And, yeah. And then unsubscribes are very you know very common though. Before you know, back in the day, we would get maybe a few unsubscribes. Now we get. Um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to get a hundred unsubscribes, right? Because people are, their, their inboxes are, are full. Right. So anyway, yeah. so I was trying to figure out a way to add that too. And, and that was right around the time where content was everything. You have to build your content. So um, I went to some marketing um, class, you know, and they said, you know, if you're not doing it was video, like virtual or like in person. Uh, that was an in-person, yeah. So it was like, I think it was like a chamber of commerce and, you know, it was like marketing 101. And, yeah, and he, sure. You know, he was, I'm sure, trying to sell what, what he does. But he said some stuff about, you know, you have to do all three because Google, you know, at the time he was like, Google rules the world and Google is going to tell you who's going to be on the top three and it sure. all, you know, so video, you get points for everything you do. So I went back and I said, we did some videos professionally done and they're, they, we still use them to this day. And then um, I said, I want to do some webinars to get a double whammy. You get video, and then you get the content. And so that's what we built, and it's been it's been great. Now, the first couple that we did were just flat-out awful. It was a, you know, hi, I'm Lance. I'm, this is our, our webinar on, you know, phase one remediations, and um, here's our expert. And then 45 minutes, and... 40 slides later, you know, I would say, okay, thanks for joining us and, you know, see you later. And, mm-hmm. but now it's, we, you know, we have evolved, right? So now yeah. we, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit more professionally done. We have a, we have a sound system, so it sounds better. Um, I, I put a maximum, I only want to have maximum 20 slides and that, and five of those slides are inter, a title introduction um, and then 
contact information and then our next webinar. And so I don't want it just to be a bunch of bullets. I want, I don't, cause I don't want to give them all the information. I want them to know that, hey, I, they, these guys know what they're doing. So I, yeah. it's a way for us to introduce. And it's been, it's been very, I mean, it's been very successful. So in a webinar that we have, I think our last one had 170 people actually register for the webinar. Um, half of those people were new to W&M and Braun. So really? that's, and, and so that's, to me, I was like, okay, that's what I would do if I went to a, you know, a trade show, right? Like if I put a bowl out there and win a hundred bucks or whatever, I might get 70, you know, cards. Yeah. So it's good. And so then with our marketing tracking software, we can, you know, then we can kind of see, you know, when they, you know, been to our, you know, been, they been to our yeah. website, what they're, there, looking they're at. doing stuff. Yeah. And then we can, and then we can, we can focus on the content for them. So, um, you know, our, Oil and gas guys don't need to have. Well, I should say this. I should say the um, the people that you know, the convenience store guys that are you know need a phase one or phase two for the remediation. They don't need to have everything um, on environmental consulting, industrial hygiene content. You know, mm -hmm. that just like because then they're going to go, why am I getting this? So we've been able to kind of sort those, you know, and so that the, the right people are getting the right information. So, and, it, and it's kind of evolved into this, this thing that, you know, it, it's good. So if I want to, you know, for, you know, the, the COVID, uh, the virus, you know, we have um, now we've actually created a service for that. So it's, it's, you know, where um, we can go into these companies, you know, companies are going to have their employees come back hopefully soon. And so there's going to be a concern that their facilities are, you know, disinfected. So, we go in and, and put plans together and we're, we're going to try to go in and, and teach them what they need to be doing. And right. so, so in a matter of a day that we created a new service and with our website and put together ads and Google ads, and we're going to be doing a, actually, we're going to do a, um, a webinar, uh, I think tomorrow because it's just something that we need to get out right away. So information. So right, get that information out. Yeah. And so it, it, it does a couple things, just like what your podcasts do. You know, it, it actually, it gives you the content. It actually gives somebody a person to look at or, you know, to say, Hey, these guys, that's, those are the guys I, I know that guy. And yeah. it's kind of funny when I'm at a trade show, I get people come up to me all the time. Oh, you're the guy that does the webinars. And I'm uh -huh. like, that's funny. yeah, cause I am. I yeah. do every, I do every one of them. And it's just kind of, it's like kind of a weird thing to be known for, but it, but it, that tells me that it, it was, it's working it it's not lame, you know, so. Got it. Huh. Have, have you listened to any of our webinars? No, you need, not yet. Yeah, you need like, to. They're great. Do you, do, you, do you have like a free t-shirt gun where you like shoot yeah. out the audience? Uh, no. And um, it's, yeah, because it's not really an audience, but uh, uh, yeah. every, every once in a while we'll, we'll do some, some fun stuff, so. I like you to get, yeah, you got to keep it fun, but also you got to know your audience, right? Like if your audience wants fun, great. If they don't, well then no. it sounds boring. Find a yeah, better and, audience. You no, know, we we'll throw in you know movie trivia and you know I'll say hey how many movies how many movies did I reference this this webinar you know and so uh, like that. and then they'll they'll send me you know answers and and that's just another touch point right so so here's the thing is that we all know that McDonald's 
you know, say what you will. We talked about Chick-fil-A and how right. we're in Dallas here and Chick-fil-A is, you know, king. Um, but, you know, the one uh, brand that you know of first and foremost is, like it or not, McDonald's. And, you know, that's because it's been drilled in. McDonald's is, you know, the number one fast food company, you know, in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, that's brand building. So, you know, we don't, so an R, how can we do that in the environmental world? Well, you know, it's like, we want to think, Hey, I have a stormwater, you know, we need to be thinking of, Oh, who's, who does, who does environmental work? Hmm. No, we want to do, oh, I'll call the guys at WNAP and that's harder, but right. it's, you know, but over time it's, it, it'll work out. Yeah, interesting. Um, what do you see coming around the bend? Anything in the future that's got you kind of intrigued or, you know, worth a second look kind of thing? Well, this is going to be interesting because I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. See what your, um, what your take is. But the one thing that I'm excited about or intrigued about is uh, the chat box. Yeah. You see it more and more and we're looking at possibly, um, you know, adding that to our website. It's, you know, it's not as easy as just buying it and, and putting it, you know, you have to be, you have to do it correctly. You have to do it right. Yeah. Um, it takes, it's a lot of work that you have to make sure that uh, you, you do it correctly. Cause otherwise it's just another, just it's just thing, another, right? obstacle, yeah. it's another obstacle for, to get to your client. And otherwise, <laughs> you know, and so well, what do you see? I mean, what do you see? But because technology changes, I mean, we're talking yeah, about chatbox now, this time next year, that's, oh, that's old school. Right. So right. what are you seeing out there? That Yeah. I was chatting with someone the other day who was like, Ugh, if all marketing has to look for is um, conversational marketing with chatbots and doing something different with your SDR team, like, what are we even doing? Where's the innovation? And it's a little dark and cynical, which can be fun. Um, but I, you know what? It, it's hard sometimes to look in the future because it's, I'm kind of looking at like the next week and we're like all sort of just this COVID. When's the next time I can get out of the house? You know? Um, but, but I think the thing that thing that is happening behind the scenes is that, the B2B and the B2C, like some people say there's not a difference. You're just selling to humans, but there is a difference. There's, there's the considered sale that takes a process that takes a while. And then there's that like knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Let me get some of that. Like Instagram the other day for me, I think I bought two things on Instagram in a row from ads on Instagram and it was about to do a third. And then I was like, someone take this phone away from me. Like they've figured me out. Instagram, no one else has Facebook has it. And they're owned by the same people. They figured me out and, uh, and that's what you want ads to do. You want them to just like speak to your soul. They did. Uh, and I was buying a gift for someone. I was buying something for myself. I was like, oh no. So that, that kind of just happens. You're like, you know what? I, I want to get that. Maybe I've seen it before and I just want to get that. Um, and then there's what you're talking about. Like you got to research. You might go talk to a couple of vendors. It's different. It's like when I go to buy running shoes, I, I know for me, it's ASICs. They fit my fat Frodo feet, right? So I'm going to go there. I'm going to probably buy the same damn you know shoe brand and and design and everything because it's the right thing but like i I just i I need maybe a brand hit to remind me that i'm gonna go do it whereas when we're selling these complex sales like and that could be to a consumer too like college can be a consumer sale but it can also be a considered sale and so Mm -hmm. i think what's happening is on the b2c side we're getting really slick like we're used to netflix we're used to 
things just working. Amazon, you know, I wanted a big tub of treats from my home office here. They arrived in a box and it just, it's magic. And so because we're used to that, I think some of our buyer expectations and our buyer behaviors have been crafted a little bit by that experience. And we, we want to feel more of that love on the B2B side. And, but that being said, you can't completely replace it. And we, people still buy from who they trust, right? So all these things we're talking about, the webinar, the chat, if we do it right, it's all just trying to, and then your phone calls immediately, and then pr delivering on your promises. I think these things are all just building trust. So as much as we can try to make cute websites and all this, that like, it comes down to trust on that considered sale. Like, my goodness, yeah. I've never bought this before. Am I going to get fired if I do this? Yeah, because, you know, we, we can be number one on every keyword on the internet. We, yeah. And if they're not able to get anybody or to talk to anybody, what good is that? You right. know, and so, you know, yeah, we, you know, we're, people tell me all the time, why aren't we number one on this one? Well, one, it does take time to, to, to be number one on that. And so, because, you know, Google ads, you know, it's not just an advertising agency is actually a, a huge auction block It's like the largest right. the largest auctioneer company in the world and so i was like well we can pay ten dollars a click for that but we don't want to pay ten dollars a click for everything because it's right. ridiculous but the stuff the long tail stuff right that we that you talked about earlier you know yeah we might want to pay more for that because that that click it, it might have cost us ten thirteen dollars but if we get that project, it's worth 50 grand. You yeah, know, right yeah. there. And so that one might be worth being at the top. So right. um, it's, it's a balance and you got to really know. And, you get, and honestly, you really got to find somebody that knows what they're doing on Google because we talk about technology changes all the time. Google changes their rules constantly. So yeah, I, that's one area where I, I don't feel bad about saying I have somebody else do our Google ad work. So. Right. Yeah. There, I mean, there's all those different aspects to it. Right. And you want to, you want to get an expert in there it, and it's kind of like com you're competing no matter what you're doing and you know, competing at content is one thing, but when you're competing on AdWords, stakes are high. It's like going to a casino with nothing but cash and don't know how yeah. to play poker and they're going to teach you at the table. Sure. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. Very expensive just, lesson, my yeah. friend, you know, just might as well just take your money. Here you just, go. Just so, donate it. <laughs> donate it. Oh man. Uh, well, here's my question. Who are you? Did you all, were you always going to, did you know you're destined for sales and marketing and, and creating trust in, in your customers and that kind of thing? Take us back to like little Lance days. What was it like being you growing up and, and what, you know, how did it go? Um, you know, I, I guess I was always, um, I guess I was a people person. My first job was um, re in a retail store and I, uh, you know, as a 16 year old, I just, it kind of fit really well. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I had no problem going up to people and asking them questions or, you know, suggesting this and the other, where a lot of people like, Oh, I, I feel weird doing that. I it never happened for me. Oh, was that like telling random strangers where they can go? Or is that like, <laughs> are you selling uh, things? Uh, or on? You know, like I mean, more selling things. Yeah. You know, that. you know, trying to, you know, the add on sales and, and yeah. so I was always good at it. And sure. um, so, yeah, so that was kind of, I knew I was going to be in some kind of a sales and, you know, management uh, type of, uh, you know, a, a deal. And then um, I, I joined the Army in All right. uh, there we go. part of the 90s and then go Army. And then um, 
so that really what that did for me is it, it kind of it created some leadership uh, skills. That, What'd you do? What'd you sign up for? I was, uh, yeah, basically it was just kind of in charge of, uh, you know, you know, I, would be, I tell everybody it's kind of like I was um, radar from Nash. Really, it was just in, in administration. You know, kind of have your finger sure. in everything. I kind of like that, right? Are you an so, admin? Well, like, what was your? Do you have an MOS or something? Or? Yeah, it was it was seventy one Lima, so it was just yeah, it was admin specialist, and um, but uh, then I got I knew that the army really wasn't for me, but you know. Well, yeah, but hold on a second. So the guys in admin, you made fun of them for being desk jockeys, but at least they had hots and cots, and they had they had all the luxury. At least yeah. from my observation in the yeah. Marine Corps, like. Admin got the hookup, you know. So yeah, so I got, I got, you know, I got specially. I never would have said I would have been in the army if you had asked me in high school. Are you in the army? I was like, that, that really isn't me. I was more, you know, an athlete, and you know. But um, it was funny. So I got plucked out, and I, I actually was like the lowest ranked person at the Pentagon. Um, So I got. I was a special assignment. So I, I, I tell everybody I was in the army, but I really wasn't in the army. I was actually in, you know, Washington, DC. And so, but during like desert storm and all that stuff, this is really going on. You know, yeah, no, this is the, this but, is the interesting stuff. People the, are like screw marketing. I want to hear about yeah, this. So, but the thing that um, I was, I was able to attach soldiers to a dip, to a unit that's actually being deployed. So ironically, when, when, you know, we do have to go to war, it's it's funny how soldiers want to be deployed. I mean, oh, they hell yeah. want to be deployed, especially if they're if yeah. they're a career that you know that helps them. So, I, ironically, what my job was during that is to attach people. Like if a if a unit needs, I need this person. I need this M- MOS MOS. Sure, special. I, job. I need a specialist my, in this. I need my job to was to yeah. pull somebody from Fort Benning and put them over at you know Fort Tom wow. and vice versa. And so that was kind of, you know, that was kind of fun. And then when I left my job, I was actually doing the job of a very senior uh, NCO and then, or a lower ranked uh, uh, officer. And, and so it was kind of, it just kind of built confidence. Right. And so that was kind of something that's like, Hey, that um, they had confidence in me. And so, you know, I built confidence myself and then I moved to, I moved back home to Texas and um, got my first retail management job with uh, JC Penney's and okay, really, yeah. really, really learned management and buying and selling and, you know, knowing what your customer wants. And um, at the time they had a, an amazing management program. Hmm. And then, um, do you, you remember any takeaways from that program? Like they have a whole training program and then, yeah, um, they were, um, just adamant about what your customer wants is your your main focus, and especially around the basics. And your Smart. basics are, you know, socks, underwear, t-shirts, you know, stuff that they're going to be going in the staples, right? Right. If they go in there and they don't find the basics, they're going to go somewhere else and buy everything else. Right. So you know, so you always need to make sure that you knew what was on your floor. And um, so that was a lot of responsibility for a 24-year-old kid, you know, knowing exactly how many size 32 men's underwear you have. <laughs> sure. You know, and it's just you, like, you're right. If you run out, well, they never have my size. Yeah. I'm so not going back sure. there. So it's just, you just, and that, and, yeah. you know, and that what's taught me what, um, 
uh, what's the word? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm slipping to my old age, I guess. Uh, but you they're, both, they're, man. Feels like a Friday, doesn't it? Every day feels like a Friday. You're right. Um, it, it's um, the credibility of integrity, the integrity of your in inventory count, right? So if your inventory right. count is not right, you're, you're screwed. So right. um, making sure that, you know, you're putting the stuff out that, that you know, they're wanting. So, right. and then I moved on different jobs and it was still in retail management. And then I got into some property management, uh, property development actually for um, a company uh, when I was, in the Northwest, Michigan and, and Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was my favorite job. I mean, that was my favorite where you go in and you build, you know, I think I built everything said and done over 30 stores, you know, and, um, and, and it was different that we actually bought the property. We bought the property. I was in charge of working with the construction company, making sure that working with the cities. And uh, that was, that was uh, really my favorite and then making sure that the operations up and running and then you hand it over to right. your managers and you, then you just mean you know let them maintain it and then um and then um i had a friend i played golf with who owned wm environmental and he was um saying hey we you know we're looking for a marketing uh team and i really wasn't looking and um but one day I said yes, and um, I'm really glad I did because this uh, this is really kind of what I what I really enjoy doing. I, I really enjoy, you know, where I said my favorite job was you know yeah. the property development is because, you know, my I don't know what um, uh, traits for myself is, sure. is you know going after something that doesn't isn't there and building something out of you know. Mm not out of nothing, but building something. Right, and right, so right. that has been, you know, where I can, if you ask me what's the most thing you've been proud of, I would definitely say, you know, building the marketing department for W&M. And that was eventually bought by uh, Braun Intertech. And right. um, they actually mirror, they started mirroring what, what we did. And we, we were a small, small company and yep. they were this big company and, they were so impressed with what we did. Um, and I was a one, one person show. It did add um, a, a marketing manager, a content manager, right when we got bought out. Yeah. Um, but then they were like, hey, they really liked the way we did things. And so then they're, they're actually putting it into play um, at Braun. So that's, 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 pretty, that's pretty cool for me. That was pretty cool. No, I mean, building building something out of nothing, you know, sort of forming it from scratch is really cool, whether it's a team or something physical. You know, here's a, here's a hypothetical for you. If you could find a time machine, I may or may not have a time machine in New Hampshire here. Um, can't use it now because of COVID, but, uh, um, you know, this thing clears up. If you want to use my time machine, um, go back in time and, like, meet yourself, you know, either you just got out of the Army or any time, really, just – right out of high school or whatnot, if you could tell yourself, advise yourself anything, you've, you've done a whole bunch of different kind of jobs, you've built things from scratch, what would you tell yourself? What kind of advice would you give yourself? Okay, great question. Um, you know, and, and I guess in different times of my life, I would definitely go back and I would change. Oh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have taken that job or I wouldn't sure. have gone that. I would have studied more in school. Or I would have, you know, done this, I've done that. Um, I guess 
where I'm looking at now is um, how happy I am right now. And I'm very happy with what I'm doing and what I'm, nice. you know, I, I like it. I, it's, I have a great company. I think that's, it's huge to work for because they, you know, when they, they trust me and they yeah. know that I'm going to try to do the best with, for the company and, and to ultimately produce sales. But as far as, you know, so if I enjoy it and I'm happy with what I'm doing right this second, then the, the path that got me here was actually the right path, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would probably go back and tell myself, hey, you're going to have some rough times. You're going to go, you know, but you just have to trust yourself and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out now. Right. I might have not worked for a certain boss at one point. <laughs> yeah, Save yourself it, that you know, one. Yep. But, and I would probably tell myself, hey, um, get, get more in the technology stuff um, early on. And work because we're all pretty, you know, I think we're all getting technical savvy, you yeah. know, for, for a certain point. But, I mean, to really understand what's going on, I might have, you know, paid attention a little bit more with, you know, computer science a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's not broadcasting. I really wish I would understand yeah, right. my soundboard. I do not understand my soundboard. I yeah, know. No, I don't think anyone does. I think even the guys at concerts, they're just, they're just tweaking knobs. They don't actually know what they're doing. You no, know, I, yeah, you, you, you watch those, sh those shows about you know uh, a recording artist and you see this big, you know, yeah. I go how I I didn't I have like twelve those little sliding. Do you, you have all? Oh, you have a bunch of sliders. Oh. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool little soundboard. I know what one of them does. Did you and do that yourself or did you get someone to tell no, you? No, I, we, we, um, we hired a guy that was doing our, we decided to take our webinars up a notch a little bit more professional because doing them over the phone or over, you know, on a one mic, one person sounds good. The other person sounds like they're in a, you know, a barrel or something. And so I said, let's do it. Let's hire somebody to come in. Yeah. And then, he had all the equipment and it sounded fantastic. And then I looked and I was like, well, I think I can buy all that stuff. And, yeah. and he helped me set it up. And basically the way the buttons are now is exactly what it's going to be a week from now and a month right. from now and a year from now. So you I don't, don't touch to them. Cause if you do, yeah, there's no I, way you'll get it back. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I have a, a master thing with, it can do different settings on sound and, and I, really? I don't know. So, yeah, I wish I probably need to take a class on how to do that a little bit. Yeah, right. I'm, I've definitely seen online where they're like, okay, if you have this system, here's the settings. Here's the ideal settings you want to set for this setup. You know, like this plus three minus two. Minus, you know, you got to figure out all that. That craziness. and editing. I would like to know how to do yeah. a good job editing the webinars and all that stuff. And it's it's simple once you get to do it, but. It's intimidating when you open an editing package. It, mm -hmm. it's a software package. It's there's a lot of windows. It is. To You're look like, at. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of those little squigglies. I'm like, what? So, but anyway, it takes time. Yeah. I remember doing some of that in in school, and you go, oh, it's like a that's like a three minute video project or one minute, and it uh, might take you hours. And and there's if there's no windows, you go into the editing room and you come out like the next day. And you're like, wait, it's the next day. What happened to the nighttime? Right. Exactly. Edited so, right through it. But yeah, so, but anybody that's wanting to get into marketing, um, I would say right now is work on your writing skills. Um, I know that, the, you know, the content, because like what we found in our, in, you know, in our service field is that 
I can't write all of the uh, technical stuff and I, and it's almost impossible, not almost impossible, but it's really, really hard to, to, to ask one of our scientists or sure. um, engineers to say, Hey, can you write a blog for me about yeah. this? Because we look at, you know, what, what I do is when I keep track of all the, um, when I keep track of all the sales incoming calls, I notice what's being, what's hot, right? It's like, Hey, we've gotten like five calls on stormwater. So let's do a campaign on that. Or I haven't gotten anything on, um, you know, leaking tanks. So let's, that tells me we need to do a campaign on leaky tanks to get that kind of going. So I, when I ask somebody to do a blog for me, it's, I mean, they'll say yes, but good luck getting it. Right. So, but what we've done and we found right. it successful <laughs> that we've written the blog for them. Even if it's a, just a bunch of nonsense, it's easier for them to edit than actually to create it. Right. So, so that was, that was something that, um, that we, that we've done. Have so, you done? Yeah. Okay. The other thing is, um, yeah, don't, and, and it works the other way. So when somebody does write a blog, we have to sometimes, de, I, I always tease my guys, so I, I, I de-nerd it a little bit, so I make yep. it a little bit more readable. So, because not everybody is a geologist or an engineer. And, <laughs> right. So, yeah, so that's where, that's where I come in, especially like in the webinars too, is like, if I'm asking a question and I truly want to know the answer, I know most of my audience does too. So, because right. a lot of times they're, I'm not going to ask a question because that's going to be really dumb. And I'm a pro at asking dumb questions and I'm used yeah, to it. Yeah, that's how you learn, right? I mean, it's all good. It's all good. Yep. Um, here's a dumb question. How can people find you? Where can they connect with you? They can connect with me on, say, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm not on yeah. Instagram. Um, and, um, or on our website, uh, wh-m.com. Um, if they call the number on, on the top, um, it's going to go to my cell phone. So mm -hmm. definitely, I'm probably the most accessible person at Ron. True. You just thought you were talking about that, how you, they can get you. So that is a great place to go to. Yes. They, they can connect. So. That's awesome, man. Hey, this has been fun. Like we, we just chit chatting, hanging out, talking sales, talking marketing. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on here. Time's I'm, flown. I don't know if you looked at the clock. Like what? We've been. It's ago. been an hour. So that's. Yeah. I didn't know I had that much to say, but hopefully. Know, right? it, and so my wife is because we're both obviously at home. My wife's gonna ask how'd it go. I'm like, I have no idea because I no just idea. get to talking and I don't know what I said. If I yeah, made any sense let, at that's all, the sign. hopefully, yeah. hopefully I made some sense to, to you and your audience and. And, and so when the time flies, that's how, you know, it's a good sign. It is. A good you know, sign. If, if you're checking your watch, like, Oh God, somebody let me out of this podcast, torture hell, you know, that'd I've, be a little different. Uh, <laughs> I've, done, I've done webinars where I'm like, Oh, please, let it, please let, let it, it, let, let it, it be it done. <laughs> yeah. Let it in. So. Absolutely. But, well, this has been awesome. And for those listening, if you learned something and I know you did, cause I literally got notes over here. I got a page of notes. Um, Oh, man, decision makers, customer experiences, that expectations, being the first responder, you know, all these different things we talked about. If you learn something, share this episode with someone else. Be a thought leader to one person, two people, 34 people. Make it happen. And again, Lance, hey, this has been cool, man. We'll have to check awesome. in later. This has been Thanks, Casey. Fun. Yeah, I'd love to do it. This, I, I love doing this stuff, so that's awesome. You bet, man. You bet. 
And this has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We'll catch you all next time. All right. A big thank you to today's sponsors. Cheshire Impact, helping marketers and sales win, maximizing the use of Pardot and Salesforce. And a big thank you to Qualified.com, the number one live chat and chat bot platform for Salesforce and Pardot. Remember the giveaway. If you have Salesforce Pardot and you want a free copy of my book, Marketing Automation Unleashed, then you go over to Qualified.com, engage in the chat, do a demo, and tell them that Casey sent you, and that book will be on its way to your door. All right. We'll see you all in the next one.